dead bodies, aliens and what we thought of 2013. It's all here in episode 83 of Have You Seen? Hello friends from the internet, thank you for putting up with possibly the lamest intro we've ever done on this show. Um, this is another bilocational Have You Seen? I am Kieran Watford Lafort, and uh, somewhere over there at the other end of these bean tins of string is uh, yeah. Thomas Essex Webb. Yeah, I have you know actually the the uh, the county council district that I live in was just recently voted the second most desirable place to live in England. Oh well, so there you go. What's the most desirable? Uh, somewhere it's probably in, not my road, is it? No, it's somewhere in Hampshire, I think. No, oh, I say. Mm. Well, la di da. Yeah. We've always said you're posh Essex, not proper Essex. Oh, exactly, yeah. And you're eating something. Yeah, I had some dry roasted peanuts. <laughs> so, okay. It's me and the refreshers last week all over again, isn't it? Yeah. Um, this is indeed the final show of 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I don't have much to say about that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd, be, that'd be grand build-up. This yeah. is the final, final show. show. Now what? Yeah. Well, um, we, we'll talk about 2013 a bit later on, won't we? As, yes, as a we year of movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, but first, we've got a couple of uh, pitches from last week to get. Yep. The Trouble with Harry, which Tom pitched to me, and Grabbers, which I pitched to Tom. Um, yes. So, seeing as I have The Trouble with Harry open on my iPad on the uh, on the desk, should we go with that first? Sure, yeah, I have that open on my, uh, on my lovely Galaxy. Oh, no, it's, it's tablet war. Yeah. Do you want to give us a quick recap? Oh, indeed. Um, Trouble with Harry is, uh, I think, uh, what people would kind of class as Hitchcock's probably only real crack at a, a comedy. Um, all of his other films have got humour in them, but they're, they're usually classed as thrillers first. Um, whereas this one is just more of a, you know, I think that the whole point of it was to, to make a, a comedy with, quite subtle humour and uh, also a movie with no star. Those were the two kind of things that Hitchcock was, was aiming to do. Um, the basic premise is that uh, it starts with like a, a seven-year-old boy finding a corpse and then it's about the little town he lives in and who claims that corpse, you know, who killed that person, who is that person, why are they dead um, and what should be done about it. And that's kind of basically it, and it, um, yeah, it's just uh, it's it's got all of the very sort of dark elements of Hitchcock's humour all kind of wrapped up into this little neat little story. But yeah, so that's about it, really. What did you What did you think? It's not my favourite Hitchcock. No, no. In actual fact, one of okay. my notes reads, "My God, this is shit." Really, I really didn't like it. Really, there was there was some oh, there was some shame. small things I did like. Right. But they were few and far between, and actually, in a first, I fell asleep watching it. Really? Yeah. Wow. I had to rewatch the last forty minutes because I nodded off. That's bad. I don't know if the problem is that it hasn't aged well, right? Because it really hasn't. Uh, the acting across the board is pretty bad, especially the the captain, who's the the guy who thinks he shot um, Harry. Yes. Yeah. Um, I thought he was awful, and he's the focus of so much of it. Yeah. Um, him talking to himself all the time just got on my tits from the very beginning. Okay, interesting. Um, 
Yeah, the guy, the doctor who has to repeatedly trip over Harry's ankles because he's so engrossed in his book was so bad at falling over. It just got <laughs> so, so annoying. Right. Um, yeah, uh, should I be kind? Should I find the bits I, bits I did like? If you like, yeah. Um, uh the kid has a good line. You never know when a dead rabbit might come in handy. This one's already got me a frog. Yeah, yeah. One of his other lines I, I like is uh, when the guy compliments uh, his mother and he says, well, if you think she's pretty, you should see my slingshot. Oh, the only other scene I really liked was uh, when the deputy, uh, it looks like he's finally stumbled upon what's happened. Right. Uh, and he's in the he's in the house with the uh, the four main suspects, if you like. Yeah. And the artist guy who's sketched um a portrait of uh Harry's face. Yes. Um uh, the the copper is brandishing it as evidence and the artist takes it off him while talk while distracting him with uh, highfalutin chat about art. Yeah. Uh uh gets his charcoal out of his pocket and changes the sketch. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I thought that was that that was a pretty good idea. I like that. Yeah. It's uh yeah, he just kind of I think he just sort of draws moustache and glasses and stuff like that and he just kind of yeah. yeah he changes him from sleeping to awake. Yeah. Yeah. And he talk, while talking about in the interpretation sure. of art, yeah, uh, which is pretty funny. Um, it's just a play with a camera in the room, right? Uh, everybody is so annoyingly nonchalant about a dead body. Yeah, uh, lots of perfectly reasonable lines are lost among terrible delivery. Right. Um, the uh, the other thing I did like was the running gag of the captain hardly doing any work. Yes, yeah. One of my favourite bits is when uh, after he's had tea with. Uh, the his lady friend, what's her uh, name, Miss Gravely? Miss Gra- yeah, and they there decide they decide to go and dig Harry back up again, and it cuts to like a shovel flicking earth out of a hole, and then it just pans across, and the captain's just sitting there on a log. Yes, <laughs> yeah. There's some. I thought there were some really nice bits of that. Um, I've almost run through all my notes already. Really? Wow. How how many times do you think the phrase "try telling that to the police" has been used in movies, and which was the first use? I don't know. Just because somebody said it in this film, I thought, was that the first time? Yeah. Could, well, I, I doubt it. I don't. Yeah, considering all of the film noirs that would have gone before, it's got mm. to be used in some of those, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Um, where should we take the body for an autopsy? How about the house where the six-year-old kid is sleeping? What a brilliant idea! <laughs> yeah, um, they don't. See, he doesn't seem to be bothered at all, considering he's the one that found the body in the first place. Yeah, I think that's what kind of wound me up. There was no kind of urgency right i guess okay. because everybody assumes that they've done it yeah but everybody kind of has the same reaction to thinking they've killed this guy just like oh i've killed somebody yeah nobody seems bothered about it uh, i think that's i think that's um i think that's kind of more that that's more to do with hitchcock himself trying mm. trying to you know underplay things hmm I'm trying to make them a bit more, I don't know. Try. Do you think Steven Spielberg watched this to base Indiana Jones's look on the deputy? I, now you mention it, very much so. Yes, I hadn't thought about that, but you're right. He does. He's, yeah, he's, he's got the jacket. Exactly. He's only and missing the, the whip. Yeah, yeah. He's got the hat. The jacket, the, the hat, the yeah. trousers, everything is the same. Yeah, yeah um, I hadn't noticed that. And my other issue with it is the hygiene. Right. Where, uh, where the captain and, and Miss Gravely... And the boy, in fact, go back to touching blueberry muffins after handling a dead rabbit. Right. <laughs> Disgusting. Um, yeah, I really just, I couldn't engage with this at all. Oh, that's a shame, because I like it. I think it's, I find it amusing. 
Mm, I wanted to, but it mostly just annoyed me from right. the, from the get go. Uh, that's um, a shame. Mm, um, I think I prefer Hitchcock's thrillers. Okay, fair enough. Well, he only um, made this, and I'm one, quite so. glad he didn't do any more comedies. Yeah, because yeah. it means I don't have to watch them. <laughs> well, that was a short review, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. Um, Never mind. I mean, it's, you're not going to like everything I pitch, and vice versa. No, so. Vice versa, exactly. Um, should we see if your review of Grabbers is more complimentary? Yeah, we can do. Okay, dokie. I, I shall sum it up. Okay. Um, uh, last week, I just kind of uh, read out the synopsis on IMDb, which is essentially uh, aliens invade a small island off the coast of Ireland, uh, start munching on the local population, and the survivors figure out that they have to get pissed if they're going to survive. Mm-hmm. To flesh that out a little bit more, um, there's an eager young police officer from the mainland, mainland uh, Garda Lisa Nolan. She arrives to take up a post on Erin Island. Uh, she's partners with a cantankerous, drunken, screw-up copper called Kieran O'Shea. Uh, not spelt the same. Uh, unfortunately, she's not the only new arrival. Of something deadly from beyond the stars with lots of tentacles has also decided to make the island its new home. So the aliens start picking off the residents, and after one has an adverse reaction to biting the town drunk, the remaining inhabitants realise the only way to defend themselves is to get rip-roaring drunk. Um, I kind of realised while I was rewatching it, it's if Alien had taken place in the universe of the Guard. Yes, <laughs> yes, was what I thought. Um, yeah. uh, I like it because uh, I think for a low budget film, the effects are very good. Uh, I think it's pretty funny, um, and it's just um, it's just a nice, easy, fun ninety minute watch. Uh, how about you? Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I, I wouldn't say I was absolutely blown away by it. Um, there were, I, like you say, I thought the uh, the level of effects and stuff were brilliant. Uh, the the actual monster itself was really really good. It's very creative. It was, it's a lot different yeah. to. Um, it's essentially just a ball with thirty odd tentacles sticking out of it. Yeah, which because um, we're so used to seeing like bipedal and quadrupedal aliens. Yeah, I um, I think it's one of those uh, things where uh, low budget movies like this that use. CGI run a real risk of it just looking awful. Um, Asylum-y. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, whereas this looks really good. It's really well composited. It really kind of feels like it's there. Mm. It's um, got the, the big beast in particular at the end has got some real weight to it. Yeah, and the the the, uh, the thing it reminded me of was um, Monsters, which I didn't particularly like as a film, but the mm. compositing and the CGI in that is, is also excellent. Mm. Um, I, I keep meaning to watch that, mostly just for the technical aspect. Yeah, I, I, have you seen it at all? Uh, I've seen a trailer and we, I was shown a reel at some point. Okay, right. It's... it's um, it's uh it's hampered by the uh sort of romantic y plot that the acting's mm-hmm. just it's just a bit lame. Mm-hmm. Um but the again, like the very much like this, the compositing is really, really good and the the CGI mm-hmm. is really, really good. Um mm-hmm. I I kinda liked the uh I liked how natural everything felt. Mm-hmm. Uh like, you know, just the the setup was a it was a classic kind of horror film setup. Uh, but it just it still kind of felt very real and it mm. it didn't seem kind of silly or over the top in in any way um in fact i think the only thing i didn't really like was russell tovey's drunk acting yeah i realized when i was watching that again he he does go a bit over the top yeah but he's the only one everyone else does it really really well mm. uh and it's just like the scene where he goes out and takes a photo it's just it's like it's really uh it's really like over the top, uh, and and he 
he is doing drunk acting in a comedy film, whereas everyone else is doing drunk acting in a drama. And that's why they do it well. If that yes, makes sense. I think I think you're right, yeah. Um he does get a fabulous line in that scene which says, I need a photograph with it for National Geographic and Facebook. Yeah. Um but, yeah. yeah, and it's kind of a shame because he's actually pretty good up until that point. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah, well, like I say, most of it's pretty pretty good apart from that that thing. I did re- you said you didn't recognise him. I did recognise Richard Coyle, who okay. is effectively the lead. And I did recognise yeah. the, the woman from the commitments who plays the bar woman. Oh, there we go then. Uh, and Russell Toby, obviously. Everyone else mm. had no no clue about. Mm. Um, I liked the uh, I liked the attack on the farmhouse at the beginning. Uh, the, you know, the first time something really happens when the woman gets dragged up the chimney. Mm. I thought that worked really, really well. Mm. I like the way the alien is kind of, kind of dangles the corpse at the front door. Yes, yeah. To and try and to try, try and uh, fool them that that this man is still alive and just a bit drunk. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, yeah. It was really really nice and creative in those kind of ways, but it didn't. Mm. But like I say, it never got to the point where it didn't feel kind of real. Mm. Um, I was looking at um, how it was shot and all that kind of stuff because um, mm. I thought it looked really nice, and it, I think it was it, sh- does. it was shot on a red one, um, right. so it. it it has that kind of filmic look, but mm. still being cheap and digital, if that makes mm. sense. And it's also it's well, it's also shot among some pretty nice scenery as well. Well, well yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the cinematography shows it off to great effect, I think. Yeah, yeah. There are a few helicopter shots where I was expecting the Father Ted theme to kick in. <laughs> <laughs> um, a little burst of divine comedy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I was just trying to think. I didn't like I said because I was quite. I was kind of just sort of enjoying it as I watched it. So I didn't really write a huge amount of notes. Mm. Um, no, I didn't. Uh, when I, I mostly just ended up jotting down lines I liked. Yeah, yeah. One of mine was what uh, killed him, Doctor? The fact that he's just a head. <laughs> yeah. And uh, when they, they find the first little little female, it's like you're not putting this on eBay. <laughs> oh yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Do you uh, get a lot of hunches? Oh well, I watch a lot of Columbo. Yeah. Um, yeah, I did like uh, Russell to- Tovey's kind of awkward flirting uh, with the the main woman and uh, Richard Cole's kind of jealousy, like sort of subtle mm. jealousy. Uh, I thought they played that really quite nicely. It's funny. It's the one thing I think doesn't work that well in this film is the romance. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. You don't really need it. No, I don't think at all. And, and I, I don't. I even if he's like fixed his ways and he's given up the bottle, I don't. I still don't believe that she'd go for him. No, no. I don't, It's it's funny that some movies need that. To give you a little bit of, uh, to give you that sense to care, but I don't think this did. No, this has enough going for it without that. I think. Well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, funny enough, that's a similar problem to monsters. I think. Yes. Uh, when you brought that up, I was going to say, but I thought you might have more to espouse before we got to this. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's pretty much all I wrote. Because you know, it's it's an enjoyable, good low budget horror. Yeah, it's just ninety minutes of yeah, sort of gory sci-fi fun. Yeah, yeah, it's entertaining. It's funny. It's really well put together. Um, yeah, and it's just, it's like I say, it's just if you if you've got nothing else to watch, stick it on. Mm-hmm. And it ties in with last week because it premiered at the twenty twelve Sundance Film Festival. Oh, did it? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Hmm. There we go. Cool. Well, that's the reviews out of the way pretty quick, oh, isn't we've it? Cracked through those, haven't we? Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's your lot. Uh, goodbye, and we'll see you next. <laughs> yeah. Year. Uh, no, we're not going to go. Um, the last couple of years, we have 
reviewed, kind of each done top tens of films we've seen from that year. Yeah. Um, well, you know this. I'm explaining to the listeners. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we figured we'd do the same this year. And then both kind of thought, I don't know if I've seen 10 films I like this year. Have you even seen 10 films from this year? Well, I was trying to work this out. Mm. Um, I've seen two in the cinema and four that I can think of that came out this year that we didn't cover on the show. Okay. So, for example, Blackfish came out this year, but we've covered it on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I have seen four films from this year, but I'd only talk about one of them. Okay. And I'm sure I know which one that is. Yeah. Um, I have seen more than 10 films this year, but I've been massively disappointed in pretty much all of them. Really? Um, I'm actually going to dig up. I have an email from Pete Hammond. It's the right. email that came attached to the, the Blackfish pitch. Okay, cool. Um, it's a very long email in which he talks about uh, the lovely delayed honeymoon he had with his missus okay. in California. Oh, nice. Um, but the bulk of it is devoted to the movies they watched on the plane, or the movies right. he watched on the plane. Okay, fair enough. Um, and it turned out of the ones he mentions, uh, I've seen all but one of them. Okay. So I'm going to skip over World War Z. Right, okay. No, that. I haven't seen that. No, oh, okay. I had no interest in seeing that either. No, me neither. Um, he says, first up was World War Z, or as I like to call it, Brad Pitt, Brad, Brad Pitt is a fucking jinx. <laughs> right. everywhere, he go, everywhere he goes, chaos follows. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, so uh, the first one he mentioned after that is Iron Man 3. Okay, that uh, was one that I, I saw. Okay, I shall read what Pete says. He says, I'll lay my cards on the table. I love the first one, tolerated the second, and couldn't see what the fuss was about with Avengers. Iron Man 3 for me was notable for two things. Ben Kingsley, sir, and Gwyneth Paltrow in a sports bra, and that's about it. Um, I thought it was all right. Okay. I, 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 I like the same. I love the first one. I quite like the second one. Uh, and the third one just kind of finished it off nicely. It wasn't. It was, it was no, nothing more or less than it needed to be, but it didn't blow me away. Yeah, I don't get the dislike for the second. I think they're all they're all average to me. Right, like all three of them are exactly the same yeah. level. No, I wouldn't say I dislike the second. I, I don't think it holds together as well as the first one, in terms mm. of the pacing and plotting. Personally. Yeah, the first one is like generic origin story. The yeah. second is generic sequel, and the third one they blow forty nine sequels in the end sequence. Yeah, by yeah. killing all the suits. Spoiler. Yeah. yeah. Um, and given that it was written directed by Shane Black, I just didn't feel it was Shane Black enough. I couldn't. I don't think I've seen anything else that he did. Uh, you've never seen *Lethal Weapon*. Oh well, he wrote that, didn't he? I mean, directed. he did write that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He has a he has a particular style, right? And um, yeah, this wasn't. I don't know. I, obviously, they have to for PG thirteen and twelve A and what have you. But all the corners were kind of buffed off it. Yeah. Because um, yeah. the trailer kind of made it seem like his uh, uh, Tony Stark's. Voyage through the uh, through the darkness. Vo- well, vo- well, voyage mm. through the the black hole in the Avengers had kind of um, was haunting him, and he yeah. was like, you know, everything was going badly. He had nightmares and all the rest of it, and that uh, that features in one scene. Yeah, and I thought, I don't know, I think they picked, I think they picked the wrong story. Yeah. I think I would have liked it more if I hadn't seen Avengers, mm. because that has really put me off superhero films. Because hmm. I really didn't like it, so it's it's just now I'm just I, like I've no interest in the second Thor movie. I've got no interest in the second Captain America. I don't even hmm. know who or what the Guardians of the Galaxy are. Um, I don't think anybody does. No, um, you know Ant Man. I've got no interest in. So it's yeah, it's just really kind of 
really put me off. So I, that's, I think I probably would have enjoyed it if I hadn't bothered with Avengers. Well, let's move on to Star Trek Into Darkness. Right, uh, that is uh, another one I saw, but not in the cinema. Okay, of which Pete says, I'd already seen The Wrath of Khan, so I needn't have bothered, really. Notable for poor writing, someone should hide Lindelof typewriter, dodgy physics, plot holes and accents. Uh, Simon Okai, the new peg, was terrible. I did enjoy Eggs Benedict Cumberbund uh, enunciating every syllable with uh, military precision. Yeah, yeah. Again, I saw that and was just thought, meh. I, I kind of lost interest halfway through, I think. Not as good as the first one. The first one was fun. Yeah, I liked the first I one think. a lot. Yeah, but, that, but this, this one was just like, I just... Yeah. It had all the fun sucked out of it, I think. Yeah. Was the problem. The only bit I really liked was probably the dodgy physics bit where they do the ship-to-ship transfer. Oh, yeah. That and bit, yeah, the yeah. tension where when Kirk's visor cracks. Right, yeah. Um, I enjoyed that scene, but the rest of it, I wasn't that fussed about. No, I wasn't either. I was really underwhelmed by it. Uh, and Simon Pegg really needs to work on his Scottish accent. Mm, yeah. Uh, and he says, finally, Man of Steel. I wasn't interested in seeing that originally, but it was there, so I thought I'd give it a punt. Best of the bunch, I thought. Uh, plot spoiler, I never thought I'd get emotional over Kevin Costner dying. It was a long flight and I was tired. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I didn't mm-hmm. see it. I, I, no interest. Again, I think Kit, not interested. Well, firstly, not interested because it's Zack Snyder. Secondly, mm-hmm. not interested because it's Superman, who is the most boring of the superheroes. And thirdly, not interested because mm. it's another superhero movie. So mm. that was way I, um, off my radar. No, I... Uh, uh, I got the chance. I was not wasn't going to pay money, but I got the chance to watch it for free recently, and it, it, it's Zack Snyder. Yeah, it's all service, nothing underneath. It looks great, um, but there's just there's kind of there's nothing else to it. But it thinks there is. Yeah, that's the trouble with his films. He um, he thinks he's got this deep messages mm. coming through, but they're not. They're just it's just really like beat you over the head with obvious imagery. Mm. It's at least uh, half an hour too long. Um, uh, Cavill is better as Superman than he is as Clark Kent, I think. Right. And the rest of it's just Michael Shannon bellowing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't grab me. I think having Zod was a mistake because Terrence Stamp is so iconic. Hmm. Look, I think that was a real bad move. Mm. Um, I realised when figuring out what I'd seen this year, uh, I realised there's only four films that I want to see again that I've seen. All right. Uh, Thor 2. Right. Because uh, the first half is meh, the second half is good. All right. Because that's where the comedy and action kicks in. Uh, And the end fight scene's really clever. Uh Uh, uh, It's kind of like a, a random teleport fight across multiple dimensions. Right, okay. I saw The World's End recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, my neighbour started playing Linkin Park very loudly. How kind of him. Uh, he does I, this on a regular basis. Right. I can't hear it, so we're good, I think. No, lucky you. Um, uh, I saw The World's End recently. Right. Uh, and that's worth watching uh, at least once just for Nick Frost channeling Summer Hung in the fight scenes. Right, okay. The action is choreographed by uh, Bradley Allen, who was formerly of Jackie Chan's stunt team. He's right. the little bloke in Gorgeous. Oh, yeah, I know him. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, I know that guy, yeah. So he's this tiny little fella who kicks yeah. like crazy. Yeah. Uh, and he previously worked with Edgar Wright doing the fights on Scott Pilgrim. Right. Uh, and in this, they have the cast essentially do all their own fight scenes. Right. Um, 
which for Nick Frost means uh, lots of Samoa Hung style chubby kung fu right. uh, and pro wrestling moves. Okay, interesting. Um, and he's really good. Right. I never thought Nick Frost would be one to like take fight choreography. Right, interesting. Um, uh, and the fights are kind of funny and interesting. So I want right. I'm going to watch it again just for the action sequences at least. Okay, but I quite, I quite like the film overall. Okay. Again, it's the again, least of that was the least of the Cornettos. Yeah, that was the the when I saw the trailer for that, I was just like, "Wow, that just looks awful." And I yeah, do, but you I, hate Martin Freeman. I do hate Martin Freeman, uh, but just it, just in general, I just thought I just didn't like the premise of it, and I was just like, "Oh, I, you know." So I think I think that'll be one that uh, I when I really have nothing else to watch, mm. I might watch it, but it'll be a mm. long time, I think. Uh, third on my list is Despicable Me 2. Yeah, I saw that fairly recently mm-hmm. uh, once it came out on Blu-ray. And that mm. was that was good. I'd watch that again. Yeah, it's... Uh, it, wasn't, it's it was not good enough for me to put in a list of movies I really loved this year. No, but I... It was I, a I, worthy I, sequel. Yeah, I'd watch it again. Yeah. It's, um, it's 90 minute, minutes of funny minion slapstick with a little story running through it yeah, in absolutely. the background. Yeah, absolutely. Which, you know, which is really what you kind of want from Despicable Me. Hmm. I like there were lots of callbacks to the first one that I like, yes. and there are callbacks to the short films that are on the Blu-ray oh, really? of the original. Yeah, nice. like the whole all the stuff of the banana. Excellent, because they're go- they're just going to do a proper full-on minion movie next year, aren't they, or the year after? I imagine Steve Carell will do one line and take a massive paycheck. Um, I don't even know if he's on the thing. I think they are just do. I think they are just focusing. It's just going to. It's not going to be a despicable me. It's going to be the minion movie, and they're 100% just gonna, minion. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to get rid of. I mean, I'm, they may well do Despicable Me three, but mm. they're they're going to do a spin off, as it were. Okay, dokie. Uh, and finally, the other film I want to see again mm-hmm. in both two D and three D is Gravity. Right now, I haven't seen that. Was this was one that I wanted to go and see in the cinema, mm. but unfortunately, events conspired against me so that I wasn't able to go. Missed the window. Yeah, yeah. It's um. It's not perfect. Lots of people are raving about it being the greatest movie ever. Right. It's not. Um, there's there's some things that don't add up. Mm. Uh, and I think the backstory is kind of... Sandra Bullock's backstory is kind of weak. Right. Uh, but technically, it's amazing. Yeah, that's kind of what um, I've heard. Uh, she's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and she's... Essentially, she's on screen for the entire 90 minutes. Mm. Um, having to carry this whole thing. Yeah. Um you in 2D i imagine it's a really good space film yeah in 3D it's uh it's a live action roller coaster in space right okay you feel like you're on the ride yeah. uh it's the it's the best use of 3D really i think i've seen so far yeah. yeah yeah i'd it's, really it's like to see properly immersive i think i'll try and get hold of the 3D blu-ray at some point mm. uh and watch it at home that's a very good plan mm. Um, well, that's it. Uh, what have you got to add? I think I know. Yeah, the only film... Well, funny enough, this was the only film I was really looking forward to this year, and it's the only mm-hmm. film that I would uh, rush out, I will buy as soon as I can, and that is Rush. Uh-huh. Uh, which is the, the story of the 1976 uh, F1 championship uh, battle between Nicky Lauda and James Hunt, starring Chris Hemsworth and Daniel Brühl. Uh, mm-hmm. made, uh, directed by Ron Howard, written by Peter Morgan, and uh, it, it's it's like every other Peter Morgan movie. It's it's a kind of dramatization based on true events. You know, you you know going in, there's a bit of there's a bit of playing with reality to make it a, a more gripping film, but the, the sort of the core story is there, and uh, the it's just 
absolutely brilliant. The uh, the thing that really blew me away was uh, Anthony Dobmantel's cinematography, mm-hmm. um, and also the, the the use of audio as well. Um, one of the things. Sorry, if you can hear weird noises, my fridge is making strange sounds. My desk <laughs> is quite near my fridge, and I don't really know what it's doing. But there's a weird ticking keeps happening. Maybe um, a bomb in my fridge. Sorry, carry on. Yeah, uh, yeah. So the what I loved about it was the fact that um, you know I've been, I've been a Formula One fan since I was a kid, um, so I'm very used to uh, the way Formula One is presented on television. Um, you know, you've got your trackside cameras and then you've got uh, cameras mounted on the cars, usually uh, either just above the driver, just to the side and behind or on mm. the front wing facing forward. Uh, they're only just now experimenting uh, with moving cameras on the cars. Um, that sounds complicated. Well, they ha- they have a little camera that can face uh, face backwards and then as, as, as it overtakes or, overta- or something else overtakes it, it can move round. 180 degrees and face forward. So it's like on a, on a pan head. Yeah, it's on a pan head, and so you it could just let, twist. Yeah, they can mount that on the side of the car or down uh, just in front of the front wheel, behind the mm-hmm. front wing. And some of those shots look incredible. But I mean, they're only I mean they're only just doing that now. Um, and to kind of go slightly off topic, one of the things I don't like about modern Formula One is the cameras they use because they're so good. They, they, you may, yeah, you've mentioned this in the office before. Yeah, they they eliminate all of the like they're they're really clear and they're really stable. Um, and if you go back and watch footage from like the eighties and the seventies, when they literally just bolted a camera on the side, and you and get all yeah, of the vibration, yeah, you get all over the places, static, and yeah, yeah. It's, it's bouncing up and down, and it's and but it feels really visceral. And they've mm. kind of done this a bit with uh, Rush um, because they're not hampered by regulation of sport mm. so they can put the cameras anywhere and some of the the places they they choose to put the pop the cameras are just incredible and places you'd never think of putting cameras for for motorsport um so that's really really interesting and you know they obviously get them right nice and close track side and the cars are going over them and all that kind of stuff mm. um but the, I wanted to see Rush, but I wasn't able to. Yeah, I think uh, I think it comes out on Blu-ray in January, which I will get it. So uh, if, I figure it'll probably be a pitch the moment you exactly, get it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, Spoiler alert. Yeah, it, it will be. All of the um, all of that is kind of negated though by uh, Daniel Brawl, who for me is the standout performance. Um, he's been nominated for Best Supporting Actor for mm-hmm. a few things now. And I'm just like, he's not the supporting actor. He's To me, he's the lead. Um, ah, but he's not the one who played he, Thor. Exactly. He's not the one with the That's name. the problem. And, I mean, so he's the support. Yeah, I think Chris Hemsworth, Hemsworth is very good. And I think um, Olivia Wilde is very good. And so is pretty much everybody in it. But mm-hmm. but Daniel Brühl as Nicky Lauder is absolutely phenomenal uh, and indistinguishable from the real Nicky Lauder. I had heard uh, I'd heard he got rave reviews for his performance pretty yeah. much across the board. Well, well at, after the premiere, uh Nicky Lauder's family were asking him when he snuck off to record the voiceovers. Mhm. And he didn't. Right. That's how good Daniel Brühl is that even Nicky Lauder's own family were fooled by him. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah, so yeah, that's one we'll, we will definitely cover on the show. Um, well, I guess that kind of wraps up 2013, doesn't yeah. it, really? 
It a disappointing does, yeah. year for cinema. Yeah. He's for been, us, anyway. Yeah, but we've been, been really busy and haven't been able to get out to the movies much. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, hopefully there'll be more to come next year. Hmm. I guess we'll talk about that next show. I guess we will. Uh, something else we thought we'd do, because we didn't have much from the cinema to talk about, uh, was that we'd each pick our top ten movies that the podcast has introduced us to over the past year. Um, so I tried to pick ten. I've got thirteen and a half. Okay. Um, who? Where do we start? Uh, I, I imagine there'll be some crossover. Yeah, I would think so. Um, um, shall I just start in no particular order, and when it matches one of yours, chime in? Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna leave my half till the end. Okay. Um, uh, I've got there's some I've starred on this list, and then the rest is kind of a short list i can't really separate out to put them into a top 10 right okay so i'll start with the i'll start with the ones the, the definite the dead certs yeah um the imposter is probably the best thing i think this show has introduced me to over the past year okay i have that on my list as well mm-hmm. um it's uh, for anybody who hasn't seen it it's the most thrilling documentary you'll ever you'll ever see um you would never believe it's a true story but it is yeah um and the angle it takes as well, essentially looking at it through the villain's eyes. Yeah, effectively, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's just brilliantly put together, and, and mm. it's and it's it's done so well that you never see what's coming next. No, it's a compelling story, brilliantly told. Yeah, uh, even uh, even when you think you even when you think you understand what happened, mm. there's still more that mm. you will never even think of. For people in the UK, the various Channel 4 channels keep showing it quite regularly. It keeps popping up on Film 4 and More 4. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, set an alert if you can, if your DVR software lets you do that, uh, and make sure you see it. It comes highly recommended. Yeah. Um, my next favourite is probably Time After Time. Yeah, I've got that on my list as well. Good, because that was just... Yeah. I, I wasn't expecting that to be good, uh, and it was just so much fun. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, it was just With two not brilliant performances. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um that's the the one I call the greatest one line pitch in the history of Hollywood. Uh HG Wells must use his own time machine to chase Jack the Ripper into nineteen seventy nine. What's not to love about that? Yeah. It it's one of those movies sounds awful, you think it's gonna be bad, bad like like silly bad, but it's not. It's mm. just really good. Mm-hmm. Um I also had to go with a Royal Affair. Yeah, got that as well. Uh, uh West Wing in corsets and Danish. Yeah, that that was that was one of the things I think that most a bit like time after time really surprised me. Mm. Uh, a Royal Affair really surprised me as well. Mm. Cuz you just uh, you know, cuz I think I pitched it to you as what would you say if I told you we we're doing Scandinavian costume drama. Well, exactly, yeah. Yeah. Uh and it turns out it's a it's a uh, it's a complex, well-told, uh great-looking political thriller. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah. with Mess Mickelson uh, giving a great performance on top. Yeah. Yeah, and I think this is one of those those uh movies that I I would never have seen in a million years because of the way and the the demographic it was marketed to in the UK. Mhm. Um you know, I it, to me it just looked like a BBC costume drama which mm. I just wouldn't watch. Um, um so I'm glad we What else it. have I got? Um Untouchable which we did recently. Yes, I have that as well. It's a very good list, this, isn't it? Oh, sure, yeah. Um, it's a, you're eating the peanuts again, I can hear you. Maybe. <laughs> um, uh, Untouchable is the story of uh, a quadriplegic widower who employs 
uh, let's just say a man from the wrong side of the tracks to be his his valet, his his assistant, uh, and how they both kind of give each other life. It sounds that sounds a bit pansy like that, doesn't it? Really? Yeah. But that's really what it is. It's a story about friendship. It is it's about yeah. two men finding friendship. It's a very sort of joyful movie. It is, which seems... despite it, it. It seems like it's oh, it'd be a sad movie about disability, but it's not. Yeah. No. And I, I think, think we said when strength. we talked about it. I think we said when we talked about it that you know the the disability is played for laughs, but not in an exploitative way. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. It, it feels real. It mm. feels real. Yeah. Before we started doing this show, I'd never seen an Alfred Hitchcock film. Mm. I know. I know. That sounds terrible and hard to believe. Yeah. Um, my favourite of those has been the Thirty Nine Steps. Good. I thought which I isn't going to be on your list because no. it ha- the show hasn't introduced you to it. Exactly. Uh, it, 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 I, I kind of had it on. I kind of wrote it down as one of the things that I've enjoyed covering on this okay. on this show. But I, I, I kind of scrubbed it off, obviously, because you know I'd seen it a long time before. Mm. But I'm glad. It, I'm glad it's made your list. Yes, uh, I'm actually probably going to watch it again soon because uh, I just every now and again it just pops back into my head and I think about the bits mm. I enjoyed. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to watch if, it again if you ever get the chance. Mm. try and get to see the stage adaptation. Yes, I've heard great things about it because and I keep meaning to go. It's playing down the road from our office, it is, isn't it? Yeah, and I, I when I I saw it, I think when when it even when it first ca- when it first came on which was years ago, mm-hmm. uh, possibly even 10 years. It's it's been a, it's been out around it has a, been long there a long time. time yeah. Um but you would not believe that that movie can be told on a stage with just four people. Mm. Three men one woman, you have one man plays Richard Hannay, one woman plays the woman who can't uh, name, I can't remember, the lead mm-hmm. woman, uh, and the other two men play every other character. Mm, I've heard it's a brilliant, it brilliant is, stage. Yeah, it's phenomenal. So, yeah, cool. I, if you can get to see that, I would. I shall try. Mm. Um, the last one of my dead certs is Paranorman. That's on my list as well. Which is just uh, a brilliant... Family horror is the way to describe it, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. Again, this was one that really surprised me. Uh, in in its in the fact that, like you say, it, it is a horror film that a whole family can enjoy, mm. but it also the way it subtly deals with just you know everyday issues P- and potentially and thorny issues. Exactly. Yeah, and it just yeah. and yeah, it's just really kind of everything is done in a really nice way, yeah. handled very well. I think. Okay, uh, and then I'm into the also rans. Well, not quite also okay. rans, but like the stuff I can't separate out and stuff I can't definitively. Dif- I can't definitively. I can't get. Yeah, I didn't know if that was the right word. I can't. Yeah. can't I can't get a razor blade between these to separate any off and out of my top ten. Okay. Um, I might as well just list them off point blank. Yeah, that's on my list. Uh, which is a, just a really tight, well told thriller. Yeah. Um, I want to watch. Uh, more of the director's movies. Mm. I met the director in France. I didn't right. really realise who he was because if I oh. had, I'd have whipped a recording device out and tried to talk to him about Point Blank for the that's, show. Yeah, that's a shame. Um, Argo. Oh, right, yeah, I forgot about Argo. I guess that we was because that, that was when I pitched. I, 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 yeah. mm. But no, yeah, I, I did enjoy Argo. I thought that was very good. Mm. Uh, 50-50. Yeah, that's on my list. Uh, 21 Jump Street. I Again, didn't... one of those things I was not expecting to like and found myself rolling around on the floor laughing when I first saw it. Yeah, no, that didn't quite make my top ten. Mm-hmm. Um, Rope. Cool. Awesome. My other, my other favourite Hitchcock movie. Yeah. Uh, Undefeated. Yes, that's on my list. That, that was, is... again, was a surprise. Yeah, that's a, it's a great... Um, it's high school football, isn't it? 
Yeah, yeah, high school yeah, American high, football. Uh, high, high school American football documentary. Yeah, um, which on the face of it is something that I would have, again, no interest in whatsoever. Exactly. Um, and it just kind of pulls you in mm. and really gets you involved in the lives of the people. Yeah, very much so. Um, uh, and the last one of my, uh, uh, can't decide if it's in or out, is Faster. Oh, good. Which I, I enjoyed a surprising amount. Yeah. It's just kind of like, it's a throwback 70s style revenge thriller starring Dwayne Johnson. Yeah, I was like that. And I can tell you now, that feeling of you liking it will just kind of grow, slowly grow and grow and grow. Mm. It's, it's one of those movies where you watch it and you think, oh, it was all right. And yeah. then about a month later, you think, oh, that was, that was quite good, wasn't it? And then a couple of months yeah. later, you think, oh, I did quite like that, really. And then you just suddenly, actually, no, I really, really liked it. Mm. Uh, I've seen the poster on Netflix and my finger kind of hovers over it every now and again. Yeah, he's going, oh, maybe I should. Yeah, it's on, uh, I, I will rewatch it. Uh, and my half. Mm. I recall not liking it that much at the time, but it kind of keeps coming back and I keep thinking about it. And mostly just for one scene is the Dolph Lundgren version of Punisher. Right. <laughs> it's just so silly. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we had a great time reviewing it when we talked about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and it's a wonderfully ridiculous film. Okay. Well, I think the only ones that I have on my list uh, mm-hmm. that you didn't cover were um, Little Miss Sunshine. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, I didn't cover that because I saw it years ago. Well, exactly, yeah. So it wouldn't have been on your list. And the other one for Mm -hmm. me was Elephant Man because I really, really enjoyed that. Okay. Yeah, you liked that a lot more than I did. Yeah, Yeah. Um, so that's about it. I think I respected that more than I liked it. Yeah, that's fair enough. I I can see that. Mm. Yeah, so that's pretty much my my list. And obviously, I mean, I I excluded all the stuff that I really loved and pitched because I loved it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, that's a a damn fine list of films. And... uh, that's our recommended 15 and a half movies from the past year of Have You Seen. <laughs> yeah. um, so I guess it's the pitch. Mm-hmm. And it's not really a pitch. Okay. Um, this is something I've recently come into possession of. Right. Uh, that I think would make a great show. Okay. And I think when people hear what it is, they'll want to come back in January and listen to us talk about it. Okay. I can make it this the shortest pitch of all time. Right. By just saying two words. Yeah. Birdemic 2. Awesome. <laughs> we are Brilliant. big fans of the first Birdemic film, which is, let's be honest, an absolute pile of shit, but massively entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. In the same way. Uh, I have recently acquired a copy of Birdemic 2 The Resurrection. Amazing. Uh, and uh, yes, we'll, uh, we'll watch that and talk about it next week. I shall read, by way of a pitch, right. the, what's written about it on Wikipedia. Uh, it's actually, it doesn't have its own page. Uh, it's just at the bottom of um, the Bademic page. Yeah. It says, sequel. A sequel entitled, entitled I'll do that again. Yeah. A sequel titled Bademic 2 The Resurrection and also written and directed by James Wynn finished filming in March 2012 and was released in April 2013 with a special screening in LA followed by a tour to select theatres in the United States with an online, online release on April the 16th, 2013. The plot centres around a struggling Hollywood filmmaker named Bill, who casts an aspiring actress named Gloria in his upcoming film Before Eagles and, Vo- Before Eagles and Vultures Attack. <laughs> Alan Barr and Whitney Moore repre- reprise their roles from the sequel, as did Colton Osborne, whoever they are, right. Rick Camp, Stephen Gustafson, Patsy Van Ettinger and Damien Carter. All right. Like the first film, Birdemic 2 The Resurrection was widely panned from critics and audiences with a rare score of 0% on Rotten Tomatoes (laughs) and has been cited as one of the worst films ever made. Amazing. This is going to be fantastic. It is. Uh, I think it's essentially uh, the original Birdemic, but in HD. So 
that's a clearer picture to show off the terrible camera work and appalling acting and dreadful Ex- special effects. Excellent. Um, if you have not seen the first one, just type uh, Birdemic Full Movie into YouTube. Mm. Uh, it's on there. And in actual fact, if you want to watch Birdemic 2 uh, and are willing to part with £3.49 for the privilege, you can rent it through YouTube. Really? Yes, but some enterprising Brilliant. soldiers put the entirety of the first one on there for nothing. So uh, I recommend people at least watch that so they can Amazing. see the kind of level of yeah. shit we're going to be dealing with next week. Yeah. Yeah, I, I keep saying next week. It's probably going to be a bit more noise. Yeah, probably. Yeah, um, yeah. No, this is going to be fantastic. I know it. Um, I don't really have anything else to add, and I think it's best. Again, it's going to be best not knowing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I can't. I, I remember seeing a trailer a long time ago. I think we put it on the blog. I think we might have done. Yeah, and I, I, and I can. I don't think I can remember much from that trailer. And I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna look for it. I'm just gonna wait and watch. And I've just realised that the uh, uh, the Have You Seen Twitter account at HYS Podcast mm. uh, mutually follows uh, the Birdemic. Yes, yeah. So yeah. they follow us and we follow them. Yeah, excellent. So we will find out what they think of our review of Birdemic <laughs> yeah. too. Brilliant. <laughs> um, we haven't discussed this off mic, so we might as well do it now. Okay. Uh, I figure our next show is probably going to be the week beginning January the 6th. Uh, I was when the Christmas holiday is over and we're back in at least spitting distance of the submersible I think so but I'm not entirely sure okay uh, it depends Mysterious. on it, well it depends on scheduling really okay um, I've only got a few things going on so uh, we can we can have a we can have a see what days who who's got free, but I, I think I've got a fair fair amount of free time. So if we were to do another one, we might be able to squeeze another Skype one in before them. Blimey! Wow, you might get you might get a treat. You might get Birdemic early. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Um, that's it. We shall leave you with that. Um, and head off. Uh, I'm trying to find the plugs and thanks on my uh, on my iPad, but I pressed the wrong button, so right. it's not going that well. Oh, look, plugs Brilliant. and thanks. Yeah, I hit the wrong button again, and the the note I wanted appeared by magic. And nice. I just knocked something over, so um, I think it's about <laughs> All time. All is going well. Yeah, um, and now it won't let me read the plugs and thanks thing. It's put something else over the top of it. There we go. I love technology. <laughs> so, as we mentioned, we're on Twitter at HYS Podcast. Uh, Facebook is facebook.com slash have you seen podcast. The site is have you seen dot net, and the email to send your reviews of Birdemic 2, The Resurrection. Uh, it is podcast at have you seen dot net. We also have a YouTube channel now, uh, youtube.com slash user slash HYS podcast, uh, where Tom and only Tom at the moment has been putting up, uh, little pitches for films that we both like, that are never going to appear on the show because they just don't fit the remit. Mm-hmm. Um, I now have all the technical bits of equipment to, uh, to do some of these. Yeah. Uh, I just don't have the time. Yeah, same here. Like every yes. time we do this, I say, "Oh, I've got one more. I need to do. I need to do that." And I just, I just have not had the time. Uh, yes. I suspect uh, I won't get. I won't even come close to being able to do one until the twenty seventh or so. So that, that's, that's what I'm not expecting you to do it on Christmas Day or anything. I'm no, not I know. going to. No, I'm going to be so stuffing I'm, myself uh, with food. Yeah, I'm. So I'm, I'm hoping to get one done around then, or a couple even, and just start shoving them up. As, that's as fine. We'll. Uh, We'll try to uh, give it a good boost next year yeah. with stuff and things. Mm-hmm. Um, we like shares and likes on Facebook, particularly yeah. new show posts. We like retweets on Twitter, especially if new show tweets. Now we have the YouTube channel. We like positive, constructive comments and shares and likes on YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, uh, we also like subscriptions. If you're a dick, we'll just delete you. Yeah, uh, if we like like subscriptions on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Subscribe to the YouTube channel yeah, they're, and they're, uh, they're, stuff they're, will appear in it. Yes. Uh, subscriptions are quite important, I think, on, on YouTube. Uh, and the more we have, the more YouTube allows us to do with our account. Mm. So uh, Sounds ominous yeah. and fun. Well, yeah. If we can get lots of subscriptions to our channel, uh, then um, hopefully it will allow us to do more creative stuff with it. There we go. Um, we like reviews and ratings on iTunes, and we like your pitches for new films and reviews of stuff we've covered. I haven't figured out what the new ones are, but I looked at the stats recently. We now have listeners in 90 countries. Oh, really? Wow. Which that's is, gone up significantly, hasn't it? It has indeed. Yes, that's a staggering amount of the earth. Yeah. Um, I think I read them all out when we got to 85. Yeah. Um, wow, that's good. Yeah, but I haven't been, I can't, I haven't been able to match up the two lists uh, to work out which have been added. How many official countries are there in the world? Isn't it 200 and something? I don't know. Well, one of them is anonymous proxy, so I guess we're just uh, we're actually 89 countries. But Yeah. But greetings to all our listeners in anonymous proxy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it should be o- ominous proxy. Ominous proxy. <laughs> yeah. You think it's James Bond? Yeah, it could be. I don't know. Um, thank you to all of you for listening, especially if you've done any of those things, like sending us reviews and pitches and... Uh, retweets and all that kind of business uh and thank you to alexia mom for his technical expertise uh which is always appreciated yep and i have the picture of the demi beard i just haven't put it up yet yes i know he's i remember him saying that we could we could put it up yes i've been a bit blog slack sorry i was just looking up how many countries there are in the world yeah well I imagine there are a few that are in dispute. There usually are. Well, yeah, I think there's uh, the, the official total is something like 230 plus. I think it's around 230 to 240 mark. So considering well, we've got 90 out of that, that's pretty well, impressive. I was always more interested in conquering the continents than the countries. Right. I want I want right. listeners on, on all continents. Including Antarctica. That, yes, that's, we haven't managed the Antarctica yet. Yes. Um, I, think, I think the Arcticas are the only ones we're missing. Yeah. The Arcticas. Well, there's yeah, the only Arcticas. one, Antarctica. Arctic isn't a continent. Hmm, okay. It's not. Because it no, doesn't technically not, it? exist, it's just an ice cap. And the continents underneath it are Asia and uh, North America. Well, that's your fascinating geography <laughs> news uh, for the day. I think we Did should, you never uh, do tectonic plates and continents? I did, but I took history instead of geography. <laughs> right. Um, See, that's the advantage of doing humanities. After, uh, well, you went to a posh school. After, (laughs) um, in the first year of secondary school, I scored 30% in my geography exam and still got put in the top group for the next year. (laughs) Wow, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Fair enough. Um, Not my strong point. Anyway, we're waffling again. Yeah. I think we should wish everybody a happy new year. Yes. Because we're probably not going to be back until the new year. No. Uh, No, we won't be. No. We might record before then, but the show won't go out. You will not hear us before then. Uh, So have a wonderful new year, Mm. and we shall see you in 2014 with the doubtless classic that is Birdemic 2, The Resurrection. That's going to be awesome. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. And stop. Hey. Hang on.